When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With this safety pin through the nose, Ivy wed. This week on the Story Song Podcast. I hear the tale. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazzo. Every episode we walk you through the wonderful world of a story song, and I could not be more excited. <laughs> <laughs> this week, the tables have turned. Uh, Up is down, black is white. Yeah. Uh, no Broadway BS this week. What? Um, uh, I'm in. We'll find well, some. That, that's I mean, not don't true. Worry. But I'm set. My point is I'm in the driver's seat now. <gasps> and how does it feel? Because uh, we are talking about the song Punk Rock Girl by the Dead Milkmen. One of my favorite songs. Uh, it's great. By, by, let's say my favorite band is a stretch, but a band that is near and dear to my heart. Yeah. Um, and uh, a band that I loved as a, as a young uh, snot-nosed punk teen. Uh, <laughs> They were snot-nosed punk teens, although they were probably not teens uh, anymore yeah. by the time I was a, a snot-nosed punk teen listening to them. But um, you know, this is again the 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 Michael. I just want you to understand the the feeling that you get listening to a great Broadway cast album. Yeah, uh, that's the feeling that I got listening to this when I was fifteen and just being like, you know. Yeah, what if you were just like again, just like a just just a real snot nosed jerk about everything? Okay. Uh, I get it. That was that uh, was it was it was a good feeling, uh, deep down in my soul. But anyway, I get it. Hey, look, I love the Dead Poet Society. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, not not the same guys, buddy. Ah, oh, this is gonna be awkward. I mean, he's like, you know, look, little little uh, private school. Up in New England, yeah. I'm all about it. That's right. This is going to be a great episode for me. Yeah. I'm all excited. It's real funny Everybody to wears me that... a suit. I'm all yeah. in. It's weird. It's uh, it's funny. I was going through the lyrics. Not one mention of "Oh Captain, My Captain." Yeah. Uh, strange. Oh I'm well. Say this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I I feel like they didn't even see the movie. I'm going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> seems just at first blush. This seems way off ah. from what I remember. Strange. They they don't call me Michael. Won't read the email a second time, Gazelle, for for nothing. Uh, Rachel, yeah. please tell us the story of this story, son. Well, this is a love story 
between a fella and his punk rock girl. They mm-hmm. uh, he he sees her at a local store, um, a record store, I believe, and they spend a day around town cementing their bond. Mm-hmm. Ah, youth. <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and when you find the girl that's just right for you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And for him, that's a punk rock girl. Yep. You know, the BC boys wanted girls with new wave hairdos. Everybody right. finds everybody finds their person. Duran that's Duran beautiful. wanted girls on film. Sure. I don't know if that well, that's questionable <laughs> if they wanted them, but this might have took a turn. One Saturday I took a walk to zip her head. I met a girl there and she almost knocked me dead. Oh brother, oh, please look at me. Oh, what do you see? Let's travel around the world, just you and me, punk rock I will say before we start. Yeah. I have one major problem. I, I like this song a lot. I really uh-huh. do. I do have yeah. one major problem with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like you guys can guess what it is, but we'll get to it. I actually well, don't know. Two major problems if you count the lack of etiquette. Okay. But okay. one but, major pro- problem in are, terms of the text. The text. Are you going to say it now or should we wait until we get to the, the line? Let's wait Michael. until we get to it. Okay. You know, we'll wait until we get to it. Just... I think I know what it is, and I got I think news you for too. you. I have an answer for you. And I'm excited to find so... out that answer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and I, you know, I should mention this. We're all having fun here. We're, you know, it's like in, in uh, I don't know, like wrestling or something. Like Michael can like a punk rock song. I can like Broadway musicals. Yeah. It's, you know, we're just, we're playing up our, our strongest aspects, you know, to have That's a little right. fun here. But I don't yeah. want you guys to think. That we're really fighting or anything. No, you know? we're just guys. Just a goof. We're doing it as yeah. a goof. It's a, it's a goof. Guys, mom, dad, and dad are fine. We're not fighting. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We don't love you any less. You're just gonna have three uh, Christmases. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man! To be, and to be clear. You'll get none. Yeah. Uh, you'll get nothing from any of them. The others will assume be... the the other one will assume that each other one got you something. So you'll get yeah. nothing. Yeah, yeah. It'll just you know, it'll just be us like pointing out inconsistencies in Christmas songs. Like, I don't, <laughs> dude. I don't care. It's fine. I don't want to live with that... any of you. I don't care that White Christmas doesn't add up. Can we just let's move on? <laughs> um. All right. So anyway, starting here at the top, he says, now, gotta love a song that that puts you right in the moment, gives you a a day of the week. Oh, love it. You know what I mean? Uh, One Saturday, I took a walk to Zipperhead. I met a girl there, and she almost knocked me dead. Murderer. Punk rock girl, please look at me. Punk rock girl, what do you see? Let's travel around the world, just you and me, punk rock girl. Um. Again, when I was 15, there was no more pure uh, evocation of love than than this. Let's travel around the world. Yeah. I wanted to travel around the world with a punk rock girl. I mean, that, yeah. that would have been, <laughs> that was my perfect dream. So Love at first sight. It well, exists. I will say this. I think Michael, Michael kind of said it. I mean, she's a punk rock girl. There's a chance she might have actually almost knocked him dead. Mm-hmm. That's you know, true. Maybe yeah. she's maybe she's in the record store, sort of like you know, moshing and like slam dancing, and she accidentally gives him an uppercut. You know, yeah. 
And that that was it. He was seeing stars because of the punch and because he was in love. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I'm saying is she's she's rough, but he loves her. Yeah, wow. stars. That's right. <laughs> that's right. What is this? A tweeting bird? <laughs> uh, so, so I, Roger Rabbit reference. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I took a walk to Zipperhead, Michael. I assume you watched the movie Eraserhead in uh, preparation. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. for this. No, I was watching Dead Poet Society for hours. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. So I don't. I never knew what Zipperhead meant. I mean, I I assume it's since you said it's a record store. It's a store in Philadelphia. Yeah, it's okay. like a punk based store in Phil. In uh, I think it's in Philadelphia. But yeah, it's it, there's a lot of. I will say this. There's a lot of local, um, like like callouts uh in this, uh, in this song, which is great. Okay, which is great. Um, so yeah, so and we'll get to one very soon as well, but yeah, that's what that mm. is. It's the like the sort of the local punk store, which where right. you would find a punk rock girl, who will almost that's knock true. you down. Which is also why I'm thinking that she was like slam dancing, <laughs> and you know he like you know she she knocked him in the head, and all of a sudden he's just like I I must be with her. I have to see yeah. the world through her eyes. And then, ironically, the song "In Your Eyes" started playing in his head, and he was like, "This isn't mm-hmm. gonna. This is not gonna get a punk rock girl. <laughs> a Peter Gabriel I mean, song will... is not gonna get a punk rock girl." But she's I mean, so that's... punk rock that a Peter Gabriel song would totally get that's her attention. Right. There you go. That's what I'm gonna say. That's what I'm gonna say. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's the weird thing about about the punk rock ethos, right? Mm-hmm. Is that you know he could play "In Your Eyes," and she would immediately hate him, but then he was like, "Hmm." Mm-hmm. Ironically, and then now <laughs> she's back on board. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. My my question about, and we could get into this maybe in the next lines as well. But my question yeah. about this is, she's a punk rock girl. The big question is, is he a punk rock guy, or is he drawn to her because she's different from how he is? Right. I mean, no, I, I mean, I think he's a punk rock guy. Yeah. Um, but, but he may not be as punk rock as she is. Yeah. Well, I will say this. If that makes I, sense. I'm hedging my bets. There was a little bit more. I, I, there is something in the backstory that, that tells a little bit more about that. But yeah, I, I do think that she's probably more intensely punk rock than he is. Right. When he's off yeah, the yeah. clock, he's punk rock. During the day, he's just a milkman. That's right. true. <laughs> That's true. Punk rock milkman. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's just Which throwing I mean, glass bottles of milk <laughs> towards not, the yeah. door and screaming anarchy. Yeah, yeah. Not going to keep I mean, that job for very long, but yeah. you know, you make your point. No, I mean he's super punk rocker that he's a milkman in 1988 when they no longer existed. So he's just walking mm-hmm. around, yeah, leaving milk on people's doorsteps and they don't understand why. Yeah, um, until he's so sour. punk rock, he works for a milk company that doesn't even exist anymore. Right, that's right. <laughs> That's right. What our business years? What our business years ago? He just he just like he shows goes up and takes a truck. He shows up, takes a truck, brings his own milk, gives his own milk out. He's like a right. volunteer punk. He's so punk that he's giving <laughs> free milk to people. I'm telling you, he's got he's got all the way back around to the other side. Yeah, now he's just super. He's just super helpful. Everybody loves him. <laughs> the world needs more volunteer milkmen. I think. That's right. You know. You guys remember the days when, you're, when you were just like, you know, what if I just threw it all away, just traveled around the world? Uh, you know what I mean? Remember those carefree days when you just you just thought, I can do anything. You know what I mean? Why, why not? Why don't I just throw throw all my cares away? Yeah. 
Travel around the world with a punk rock girl. I mean, I had that wonderful 80 days in that hot air balloon. Sure. And when I went well. around the world. And um, mm-hmm. the I couldn't have a punk rock hairdo because it, the big mohawk was going to pierce the air balloon. So yeah, they, they said, do yeah. not, you can't have that mohawk. So that's when I stopped. And the amount of Aquanet that you'd have to use. Yeah. yeah. You can't use that amount of Aquanet that near that open flame. You can't. Hot air balloon, yeah. So that's when yeah. I became less of a punk rock girl. I said, right. it's either the hot yeah. air balloon or punk rock. <laughs> and I chose hot air. You guys know my love <laughs> of, of flying through slight, slightly less conventional means. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I can't get enough of it. Yep. I want I wanted to fly in a way that was both slower and less convenient than <laughs> taking an airplane. I tapped her on her shoulder and said, Do you have a bell? She looked at me and smiled and said she did not know. About girl, give me a chance. Let's go slam dance to a dress like many pearls. Cause you and me, punk rock girl. Tapped her on the shoulder and said, Do you have a bow? Pardon me, madam. Yeah. Do you happen to have a suitor? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And she said, um, you know, it's complicated. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, that line is her saying she did, did not know is, I mean, you could take it one of two ways. Either she's a carefree spirit that can't be held down by a bow. Mm-hmm, or right. she's saying, I don't know. What have you got, what have you got to offer? Right. Do I? I don't know. Do I? Is this happening right oh. now? Is that you were taking it the other way, Michael? Is that right? Yeah, I was taking it like a. I don't know. It's, it's complicated. I mean, it could also right. be like I don't know. Are you a weirdo? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> let's let's right. see how the rest of the day goes. I mean, it's 1988, and he just used the phrase bow. Mm-hmm. So she's probably a weirdo. Because I'm going to be honest with you, also when I was 15, I had never heard that term before. So I, <laughs> no, I did not understand yeah. what he was saying. I understood in context what he was asking, but I was like, what is, do you have a yeah. bow? I thought he meant like a bow in her hair or something. Yeah. I, did, I had never heard that term. Later, <laughs> I under, later I figured well, it out. Well, I will but. tell you this. There, is, um, there are many different places to find lyrics to songs, right? On a right. couple of them, People have put, I tapped her on the shoulder and said, do you have a bell? Which, unless the dead milkman can tell me differently, seems (laughs) really wrong. That doesn't make any sense. But I think people kind of were maybe like you, Dan, like never really heard (laughs) bow. They're like, I guess (laughs) maybe he's going to ask if she has a bell? Mm, Right. I don't know. I mean, that was a reference to um, the song from Guys and Dolls, If I Had a Bell. Yes. Because they were so in love. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. We did it. Welcome to Broadway. <laughs> Welcome to Broadway mil- meets the mil- dead milkman. We got there, you guys. Yep. I mean, we introduced Minnie Pearl, and yet somehow you still found a back way into <laughs> talking about Broadway. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we weren't up to Minnie Pearl yet. That's true. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, just the whole Bo Bell thing. You know, I mean, look, I love this song. Um, again, in the punk rock ethos, I will not say it's the most well enunciated song that's ever been sung. So I can understand why there might be a little, a little confusion on some of the lyrics. Um, most punk rock songs are the, the, the tone. You can really hear every enunciated line. Right. That's Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. You can't. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> so, uh, again, I can't imagine. I'm thinking back to 15-year-old me. I can't imagine anything better than having a punk rock girl smile at you in a record store. I just, <laughs> just, just, guys, just the thought of it. Oh, oh man. And the whole time I'd be acting like it's not a big deal. Sure. But in reality, it would be the biggest deal possible. Yeah, of course. Um, so I, you know, I, again, I think this is, a, I, I, I've always interpreted her being like, you know, I don't know. Do I? Right. You tell me. Um, and so he says, punk rock girl, give me a chance. <laughs> the way you say that, I'm picturing Sandy from Greece, but go ahead. <laughs> she said, she turned mm-hmm. around and said, tell me about it, stud. Exactly. <laughs> um, punk rock girl, give me a chance. Punk rock girl, let's go slam dance. Um, so, you know, again, a, a standard punk rock activity. Yeah. So this is why I do think that he is less punk rock than her. I think he's thinking that she is out of his league punk rock wise mm. and saying, yep. listen, I know I'm not, you know, I, I don't look like as big of a punk as a punk rocker, but give me a chance right. because I also like wearing hats with price tags on them. So, <laughs> uh, you don't know everything about me, punk rock girl. I'm full of surprises. So let's talk about, uh, let's talk about Mitty Pearl. Um, <laughs> I I mean I know she, is was she a comedian? I don't know. Yes. I don't really yeah. know. Minnie Pearl okay. was an old timey comedian. Uh, mm-hmm. known around. Um, uh, she was on Hee Haw a lot. I believe she was on Hee Haw. Yeah. Okay. And right. those kind of things. Yeah. Okay. But she had a very so unique. She... The look, her look. One of her big things in her look was these hats with a price tag on it. Right. Big hat. Big, big hat. And she was. Tag. And she was like the Pee Wee Herman of her day in which she did not break character. She was always like this crazy mini Pearl character. Yeah, as far as I know. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm just so. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like, uh, I don't know. Like Will Ferrell's like, okay, today I'm doing the cheerleaders. Next week I'm doing something else. Like, Yeah, she was... no, she was mini Pearl. Like that was her. Yeah. That was right, her. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't yeah. know how she much was, like... was her as mini Pearl and her as the character Minnie Pearl. Right, right, right. I mean, I assume at some point a friend would have pulled her aside and be like, you know, your hats have the price tag. <laughs> but you know what? You know, I, I, I don't want, I don't want, don't take this the wrong way. Don't take this the wrong way. Don't take this the wrong way. You look like a fool on national television. I mean, everyone <laughs> can see the fact that you have the price tag on your hat. Oh, no, no you left the price tag on. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I've been doing, so I've been wearing this hat for years. I feel like such an idiot. I, why did no one say anything? Okay, work it into the act. Work it into the act. Okay, here we go. <laughs> pretend. This was pretend always like is... the thing, Minnie. Supposed to be like that. I do like the idea that they're both dressing like Minnie Pearl because, um, you know, Punk rock fashion itself was really kind of unisex, so it's true. The idea that many, you know, dressing like Minnie Pearl, you could both dress like Minnie Pearl. I love it. Go for it. No, we don't need gender norms here. Get out of here. That's not <laughs> punk rock. Exactly. Hey, uh, anybody mm-hmm. can forget to take the price tag off. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Um. So Rachel, I like you. You you've introduced. This sort of um, scale of uh, of punk rockiness yes, that I yes. think I want to, yeah, they want to get to. That's right. So you're thinking you're thinking <laughs> punk rock girl, punk rock girl is like a seven, 
Yeah. And uh, the our narrator is like a is like a Q. Um, <laughs> that's that's right. And uh, ma- uh, math makes maybe feel like Elvis face. Yes, um, math makes Minnie <laughs> Pearl feel Elvis. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. So yeah, I mean, I I do agree. I think why well, I guess what I'm trying to figure out here is. See the the other funny thing about punk is the harder you try to be punk, the less <laughs> punk you are. That's right. See what I'm saying? It's a real it's paradox. It's a paradox. It's the punk paradox. So, yeah, which is I'm why wondering... he walking into this record store dressed as a good humor man <laughs> is so punk rock. Right. Right. It's true. That's the thing. And he saw I mean, her, and she's like all punk rock, and he was like, "She's trying too hard." I'll say yeah. this: I tried to be at least a little punk rock towards the end of college and it it didn't suit me and it was specific specifically for that i love i love punk music i think it's great mm-hmm. i've gone to some punk shows um i think they're fun uh i love the dead milkman i had i had their the greatest hits album uh, i definitely got off of the uh columbia records like buy 10 <laughs> or anything um i listen to it all the time it's one of the only cds i still have um but when I tried to like be punk, did not work. Did not suit me. And so I agree. It's that it's this paradox of like, oh, I want to kind of dress like, like a punk rocker. And then I tried, and I was like, wow, I have never felt less punk rock than I that's do trying to dress punk rock. No, that's the thing. The harder yeah. you try, the less you are. That's right. You know. Um, I uh, yeah I bought the uh, the greatest hits see this one with the the smiling cartoon the of cow, the cow the with the x yep. the x's uh, for eyes uh, I bought that out of coconuts um, sure really the most punk rock thing you could do uh, is is buy a punk album in, in a coconuts um, in college I dyed my hair candy apple red uh, to try to be more punk um, and uh, and it worked you guys I was I was a total badass um, no I I that was wait. Bl- I, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, that was for you were trying to be punk rock. No, I just, I thought, I just that, was, to dye I my thought hair. that was your Ron Howard face. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were trying to go through the stages of Ron Howard. We went to the Philly Pizza Company and ordered some hot tea. The waitress said, Well, no, we only have it ice. So we jumped up on the table and scouted anarchy, and someone played a Beach Boys song on. The line, well, no, we only have it iced, is one of my favorite lyrics ever, ever. And it also, that feels like a thing that's probably true. Yeah. Right? Because it's a pizza place. Right. So they have iced tea, but they don't have, so they're brewing tea and then they're cooling it off and they right. only serve it right. iced. Um, but I mean, just a ton of great jokes in here. We ordered some hot tea. No, we only have it iced. And so they jumped up on the table and shouted anarchy <laughs> over the fact that they can't get a hot tea. Yes. That's what. It's that's so why they're good. screaming anarchy. They it's, are so it's punk they wanted a hot tea. That right. they absolutely have tea time every day. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's right. Um, the, the, and yeah. there's no more punk rock place than the Philly Pizza Company, I assume. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it is. Sounds very. If you do not provide us with hot tea mm-hmm. and a tray of biscuits, 
<laughs> Good I madam. I will shout anarchy. <laughs> Good madam, we will stand up on this table and shout anarchy. Not just myself, but my bow. Yes. Yes. Uh, so get that hot tea. Maybe the waitress should have yeah. said, well, we only have it iced, but hear me out. What if I put that <laughs> right. in the pizza oven for you for like 20 seconds? Yeah, yeah. Then you'll have some hot tea. They didn't let her finish. The, they didn't let her finish. Because she said, well, no, we only have it iced. But she's a waitress who can get things done. And she was yeah. going to find a way to get them hot tea. But they're just, they're very Romeo and Juliet. They they can't, they can't stop themselves. They, they're, they're, you know, they jump to the next conclusion. So they they're just jumped up on the table. They're looking for any opportunity to shout anarchy from a tabletop. That's true. That's true. Anything. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. Anything is anarchy. Yeah. Yeah. Can I have, do you have change for a 20? No, I don't. Anarchy! <laughs> Attica, listen. <laughs> here's what, here's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to brew some fresh tea, okay? Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to cool it off. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put ice in it. I will then put that iced tea in the microwave to warm it up, and then I will bring it out here. Mm-hmm. Does that work for you? <laughs> At that point, it will be a little too hot, so I will bring you a, an ice cube. You'll <laughs> put that ice cube it. back into the hot tea, and then it right. will be the perfect. Now, if you want anarchy, making hot tea Making it cold tea, making <laughs> it hot true. tea, and then putting an ice cube in that hot tea is the most, <laughs> the most. There's never been thing a more punk rock tea than this mm. tea in the world. Yeah, the this is hot tea that used to be iced, you guys, <laughs> but it started off hot. Tea. Phil, put two two teas in the microwave for the mini pearls over here. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yep. Okay, too many... No, they didn't look like mini pearl because when you walk into a, a restaurant, you do take off your hat. That's they true. are... That's true. You know. Mm-hmm. The waitress he's said... punk rock, but he's a gentleman. The waitress said, hot iced tea? Hot iced tea? Two hot iced teas. <laughs> <laughs> hot iced tea. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Okay. So, Rachel, you want to give us a little Philly color? Philly Pizza Company? You- I assume that's a real place? Uh, Yeah. Okay, good. Um, they only have it ice. We jumped on the table with Shout Out Anarchy. And someone played a Beach Boys song on the jukebox. It was California Dreaming. Okay. So here's, I, I already know the answer. <clears throat> mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I'm going to walk you through this anyway. Yeah. Michael's face. Back when I was, back when I was, was, a young, was a young man listening to this song. Uh-huh. As an angry punk rocker myself. Um, although I was probably like a level two at, at best. Uh, on, on, on Rachel's um, yeah. punk rock in this scale. Um, Wait, if you're a level two, what am I? Uh, you, I believe, are Bubbling a thing. under? Um, like, yeah, like, does the, does the scale under. go negative? <laughs> uh, Michael, you're a punk at heart. That's the That's thing. Because right. <laughs> here's the thing. You try so little to be a punk that, in fact, you are the punkiest of them all. <laughs> yeah. I would say to that waitress, "Do you do you have hot tea?" And she'd be like, "No, we only yeah. have it iced." Like, "Oh, okay, thank you." Okay, yeah, thank no, you so much. Fine. That's fine. Anarchy? Would you say nothing? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Helen. Sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna real quick. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut the price tag off my hat. Um, <laughs> so I had often wondered, yeah, if this was supposed to be a joke, or because there are, there have already been several jokes in this song. 
or if the writer of the song genuinely didn't know that the Beach Boys did not sing the song California Dreaming. Cause of and course, that is the one problem I have with this song. Is so, the mamas and the papas. Here, Here's the thing. Go, okay, Rachel, well, you, you tell here me. Here is the thing. The answer is there's not a problem with this song because the jukebox could have been connected to the radio and the Beach Boys did sing California Dreamin' in 1986. And so it's quite possible that while they were singing and in the Phil- while they were in the Philly Pizza Company, the Beach Boys song California Dreamin' came on the jukebox. All the leaves are brown, leaves are brown and the sky is gray. All right. Yay! I always had this question too, and I was gonna keep it for this. I, I, we, we could, you know, talk about it later, but we could talk about it now too. I always had this question too. It was the same thing. Is this kind of a joke? Is it like thumbing its nose at? Or like, like does the character music? in the song not just know? Right. Does the character that not if there's know? like a California right. song? Oh, it's got to be the Beach Boys. Right. Right. Now I'll say this. I'm not 100 percent sure. Which I'm not gonna lie to you. Is not a bad guess. No, no. I mean, it's very much. California. It's very much a Cat Stevens saying "Cats in the Cradle." Like it just, That's it's right. in your That's mind. Right. It seems like it goes together, um, but no. But no, yeah, no. So I, I, there are many people who say, just to what you said, Michael. Like this is a mistake. They made this mistake, and I don't like it. And it's like, well, mm. I don't think it's a mistake. If it was a mistake, I think it would. It was done on purpose from the perspective of the character, right? But. The t- if I mean if if you're saying there's a substantially less famous version of this very famous song yeah. by the Beach Boys, okay. Yeah, but but but, but around Michael, the, the, he, okay. it came out around the time that this song was probably written. Right. I listened to it today, and let me just say this, Michael, just just so you're in the right headspace. It's Kokomo's Beach Boys <laughs> doing California. <laughs> so John Stamos. It is, it is, yeah, John said it was in the bed. No, it's, it's, it's really weird. It's like, it's like 80s, like, uh, I don't even know how to describe that. Like, that like 80s guitar sound and there's like a ton of like reverb on it. And it sounds. Yeah, Um... it's, it's weird. (laughs) So he's so punk rock. He doesn't want to listen to the Mamas and the Papas version. He wants to listen to a 1986 well, cover version of California Dreamin'. Someone played a Beach Boys song. Someone played a Beach Boys song on the jukebox. Maybe he did. Maybe he oh, like, well, face. someone did it. Wink. Oh, punk rock girl. Somebody put on <laughs> California Dreamin'. <laughs> this is this our is song. This is our song. <laughs> this is our song now. Uh, oh, guess what? Remember, remember that question you asked me before? I do not have a bow, but thank you anyway. <laughs> I just remember. I've worked it out. I did. I didn't know then. I do know now that no, I have no bow. <laughs> yeah, like none at all. Like I didn't even meet one today. <laughs> yep. Yep. Or she could have just said, "No, no, I have. I'm, I'm actually engaged. I can't be here. Bye." Yeah. Yeah. Um. Um. They're still on. The, they're still on the tabletop, right? Oh yeah. They've started yeah, yeah. a like. Yeah. They've started a. I think a, once a you're on the tabletop. Number. Yeah, once you're dreaming. standing on a table, you don't yeah. get down so fast. Uh, not until no. you, you scream at least on the one tabletop. verse. 
Yeah. Yeah. Ain't no you way we've been be... here without singing at least one verse. <laughs> <on the tabletop. laughs> a heavy, a heavily reverbed version yeah. of Mike Love singing California Dreaming. <laughs> um, and you know what? We're gonna scream over it. Anarchy. Yeah. You also and because you gotta remember they're at a, they're like a pizza place. You gotta be. It's the those tables have like the one pole in the middle. Yeah. So you gotta be real. If you go mm. one too far on one side or the other, it's just gonna You're flip on. Oh yeah, they both had to jump up there at the same time. Yes. You gotta be real careful. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this this verse that was my one problem with the song, but thank you for clarifying. No problem. My second problem with the song was jumping up on a tabletop is just rude. Sure, sure, it's rude. It's and I know that they don't mean to be rude, but no, they, they do. do. They absolutely. They have every intention of I mean, being I'm, rude. I'm sure they're. Yeah, I think the they're. most punk rock thing they could do is yeah. to eat quietly and civilly. At this uh, <laughs> lovely pizza establishment, some guy comes over and says, "Hey, Minnie. Hey, Pearl. Get off my table." Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. I di- we didn't realize. We didn't realize. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Sorry. Sorry. My Alexa was answering us. <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> Alexa, play California Dreaming by the Beach Boys. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then Rachel has to jump on her desk and scream anarchy. She took me to her parents for a Sunday meal. Her father took one look at me and he began to squeal. Punk rock girl, it makes no sense. Your dad is the vice president. Rich as the Duke of Earl. Yeah, you're for me, punk rock girl. So now I think, Rachel, I think this this now goes against your theory. Because it seems like maybe he's he is perhaps punk rock. If the dad is upset, like if he was if he was a nice young man, the dad might be like, "Well, finally, my my punk rock daughter has discovered yeah. well uh, a, a nice guy to hang out with." But what if the dad's super punk rock? Well, that's the thing. <laughs> uh, the first punk rock vice president. I was gonna yeah. say people don't remember in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you know back then. The the first George Bush, uh, yeah. he, he was pretty punk. You guys, yeah. he was pretty punk. I, the amount yeah. of times so... Dan Quayle said bollocks is <laughs> amazing. It was a real weird. He, a we lot, had a lot, lot of like he would like really like in a weird way talk about the Queen of England, and everybody's like, "Why are you talking that way? You're not even British." And yeah, he's like, yeah. Oi. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, he did a lot of oi stuff, and then you know, and then again, the George would just be like, "It's a phase. Just ignore him. It's he'll, he'll, fine. He'll grow out of it. It's fine." He's been this way since the potato incident. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's rebelling. Um, nice. No, I, I mean that was well after this song. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I I think uh, his dad, her dad, is squealing. Her dad is like a is like a zero on the punk scale, right? Like he is like he's a zero. It's not even like he's he's punk for not trying. He's a zero. He's a square. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, no. this guy is let's say a five. Sure. His daughter's a seven. He was okay. hoping she would come home with a two, and it was the right. end of the phase. But maybe last time she came home with a two, and this time she's coming home with a five. So now. He's like, she's going the wrong way. 
She's really leaning right. into this punk rock thing. At dinner, her father's like, oh, now I got two of them on the table. Uh, already. Would you get, I will get you hot tea. <laughs> it's not even time for tea. Um, Guys, it's the powdered stuff. I don't even know what to, t- I can't even make hot tea out of this. I don't know what to tell you. It's you all I got. Tea bags. All, yeah, all I got is 4C or whatever. Um, get off the table. Uh, uh, so Saturday they met. Sunday, he's at, yeah. he's meeting the parents. I I mean, look, they move fast He's doing in punk great. World. He's doing great. What can I tell this you? It's a beautiful thing. Um, look, they're in love, you guys. There's nothing there's nothing more pure than young punk rock love. That's right. It's wonderful. Um It makes no sense. Your dad is the vice president. Now, when she, when he says that, what does he mean? Does he mean it makes no sense that you're a punk? Yeah. You could just be a little rich girl? I think that's yeah, what it I is. I love it. I think he was not expecting to go to the vice president. Um, now, I'm just realizing this now. Mm-hmm. He might not be the vice president of America. No, I think he's the vice president of like a couple like of like or something. For my entire life until now, <laughs> I thought he meant that he was the vice president of America. I mean, again, I will 100% yeah. tell you why. Okay, go ahead, yeah. please. Um, it's coming up in the next verse. What on why okay. on why he's not the? No, on why you thought he was the vice president. Oh, okay. You okay, hear okay. the word Nixon, you instantly okay. think like. <laughs> that could be it. That could be yeah. it. Yeah, that could be it. I, I, I can, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, um, but I always mm-hmm. thought I was like, but just because he's the vice president of of the U.S. doesn't mean he's so rich. I mean, he's probably rich, but it makes more probably sense rich. if he's the vice president of a bank that he's very, very rich. It's also, I mean, again, this is a jokey song, so I don't want to bring too much right. uh, logic <laughs> right. into it. But I think he would probably know that her dad was the vice president <laughs> of America. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's only like. One at a time. Yeah. Uh, well, it's pretty clear. When they went slam dancing, there were like two guys with earpieces and black sunglasses on. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. On either yeah. side, pushing people off of her. All she wants to do is slam dance, but they're just, they're like, ma'am, we'll slam dance for you. Your dad's the vice right. president. We can't have you slam dancing. We'll slam dance for you. I, again, I'm just saying, like if Dan Quayle had a punk rock daughter who hung out in Philly record stores, I think he'd probably know who she was. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I guess. That's all I'm saying. I guess. Also, I think in, in terms of the character in the song, I don't know that he would necessarily be like an actual vice president. I think this is just like the assumptions that he's making. Like, wow, you have a fancy house. Your dad must be vice president or something. I mean, or maybe he's like, maybe he just knows. Maybe this guy is like the vice president of the milk company, and so yeah. this guy just, yeah. this guy's just like, oh, I, he's his this his picture's on our wall uh, every time I go to pick up the milk truck. Your dad's my boss. I know this boss. guy. <laughs> um. So anyway, yeah. So your dad's vice president. Rich has last name. Bro- good humor. Um. And, you know, for a, for a young punk, uh, this guy makes a lot of old-timey references. <laughs> yep. Uh, he's he's yeah. referenced Mini Pearl and now the Duke of Earl, uh, yeah. which, is, which is an old 50s song. This song is so full of random references that it absolutely belongs on this show. Oh, 100%. That's true. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, great. Yeah. It's great. 
I mean, this it's this just fun. This song is just fun. <laughs> Before the next well, I gonna... verse, I mean, come on. Well, this this actually, you bring up a good point, Michael. That it, it only occurred to me just now, is that this song is probably the closest protagonist of a story song to to us. <laughs> Okay. Because it is it is very possible, like if we hung out on a Saturday night, that we would at some point reference both Mini Pearl and the fifties do up song Duke of Pearl. You know what I'm <laughs> yes. saying? That is like, very so, true. Yeah, yeah. So this person is as close to us as we've come. Yeah, yeah. As, yeah. as a protagonist. <laughs> and you know what I mean? How many times has Michael been furious that you don't have hot tea at the house? But he just goes under his breath. He goes, Anarchy. I'll take the iced, it's fine. <laughs> We went to a shopping mall and laughed at all the shoppers And security guards trailed us to a record shop We asked for Mojo Nixon, they said, we don't work here We said, if you don't got Mojo Nixon, then your store could use some fixing We got into a car, away we started rolling I said, how much you pay for this and nothing, man Nixon is another band, uh, another uh, another sort of local band. So the person saying like, uh, uh, "Dave's not here, man." Uh, no, <laughs> I'm saying Mojo Nixon doesn't work here. Is like you don't even know what you're talking about. This is because you're at like a Tower Records. You don't know. You know you nothing. Don't know nothing. You don't know this Mojo place Nixon. Isn't punk. If you had a table, I would jump up on. That's it. right. Um, <laughs> but I don't want to break these records. But I don't. You don't have a table. I, do, so I like the idea of the security guards stuck. tailing them to the record shop. Yeah, because they're like very counterculture. They're very, you know, anti-establishment. Right. So obviously, the security guards are going to have their eyes on them. Well, yeah, I mean, for two reasons. Together. One, one, they're punks. They immediately stand out, and they seem like troublemakers. Yeah. Um, and two, all their clothes have price tags on them, right. so they think that. They <laughs> like, excuse me, did you pay for, for those? Uh, yeah, yeah, we did. They're like. Look, man, it's a look. Have you never heard of Mini Pearl? <laughs> Come on, man. Did you pay for those gigantic matching hats? <laughs> yeah, that's why the price tag's on them. Because we paid for yeah. them. Um, that's the downside of, of leaving the price tag on your hat. You always have to walk around with the receipt. Yeah. Mm, yeah, you have to prove you bought it. Yeah, proof of purchase all the time. Yeah, it's true. I Mini Pearl had that tattooed on her back. Mm-hmm. The receipt for her hat. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, Every time she, she got a new hat, handy. she got a new tattoo. <laughs> she was like memento, but for hats <laughs> with price tags on them. No, I think she probably just, um, so she didn't have to carry him around because um, she, you know, performed all over. She just would take a picture, put it on her phone. Um, sure. Yep, that's right. And if right. anybody ever questioned, she would be like, here's the receipt. You want me to email it to you? Right. And they'd say. I'll just text it. I'll text say, it. They'd say, what? No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's no, a rotary like, phone. I was like, why did you tape why did you tape that photo to a phone and carry it around? Oh yeah, it wasn't instant. She would take a picture, wait for it to be developed. Yeah. Stick it to a phone. Carry it around. Uh maybe like, you could put these in a in a photo album. Minnie, you're at it again. Um 
All because she doesn't have a scissor to cut off the price tag. <laughs> so sad. So sad. I like to think that they had set up that they were going to ask about Mojo Nixon at the store because they knew they didn't have Mojo Nixon, so that right. they could make the that so that they can both make the um, rhyme of if you don't got Mojo Nixon, then your store could use some Nixon. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go in there. We're gonna ask for Mojo Nixon. But nobody really has Mojo Nixon. I know. But then we get to say, your store could use some fixin'. That's right. punk rock. We love it. That is commitment to a rhyme. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, so we got into a car, and away we started rolling. I said, how much you pay for this? She said, nothing, man. It's stolen. Punk rock girl, you look so wild. Punk rock girl, let's have a child. We'll name her Minnie Pearl. Just you and me. Um, he's really obsessed with Minnie Pearl. Now, <laughs> now, now I'm a little concerned uh, about his love for Minnie Pearl. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, eat fudge banana swirl. Just you and me. We'll travel around the world. Just you and me. Punk rock girl. Oh, I forgot to mention at some point in here. Where is it? There's some point in here is the world's greatest guitar solo. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention that. Uh, which by which I mean is purposely the worst guitar so solo good. that's ever happened. It's so awesome. The line "Nothing Man It's Stolen" is yeah, is a great line. It's, <laughs> it's, we got to it's a, a great line. It's it's kind of unexpected. Yeah. It's super punk rock. It's 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 great. It's so fun. They've already established like her parents are rich. Yeah, right. so she can get a car. She can get a car and she's stealing it just to be She's the coolest. <laughs> <laughs> she's the coolest. I just love the idea of her like underneath, like trying to hotwire it, and he's like, hmm, "These new modern cars uh, are really different." <laughs> Is that a? Oh, like, you use a screwdriver instead of a key for your car, huh? Yeah, all right. <laughs> no, man, it's stolen. Yeah, maybe she things stole, are different here in the 1980s. Maybe she stole it from her dad. Maybe she did. I will also say this. I I don't know if I believe her. Yeah, let's say that. Oh I think yeah, maybe I she's trying to be. Pumped. Yeah, when he's when. She says that she stole the car, and he's like, you stole a car? And she's right. like, well, I borrowed. I borrowed it. Yeah. I, I have full yeah. permission. They know I'm taking it, but yeah, I yeah. kind of right. stole it. I have to have it back yeah, by yeah. nine. It's like when somebody says, you mind if I steal that pen from you? It's like that. Like, they yeah. know. Right. But I said, you mind if I steal this Mercedes from you? <laughs> and they said, bring it back at nine. So we got to get back there. I stole it from the car dealership. Um after I handed them a check for the entire price of the car mm-hmm. uh, and they handed me the keys, I just drove away. Just right it's, away. Yeah. I didn't even wait it's, for the the new car smell spray that they yeah. were gonna put in there. I just <laughs> I do like I do like the um bizarro world of this where this punk rock girl is not punk rock at all and all of these <laughs> things have very valid lame uh, <laughs> lame reasons behind right. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she's like, oh yeah, I, I uh, you know, I accidentally fell into a, a vat of hair dye. Yeah, and uh, dyed my hair green, and then I stuck my finger in a light socket, 
like one of the bad guys at Home Alone. And now I can't get it to go down. So she jumped up on the Just table l- because she saw a mouse. And yeah, that's true. That- and he was like, "All right, let's go with this. Yeah, let's do it." When he says uh, somebody yeah. put on the Beach Boys version of California, <laughs> Dreaming, I think it was her. Yeah, she's yeah. like, "This is the best song." And her father took one look at him and began to squeal like, "Oh, a new bow!" <laughs> Yeah. <sighs> That's the bizarre. Oh my God, I'm version. so happy. Oh. Yeah. And they laughed at shoppers because they were all telling jokes because they were having that mall based stand up open mic. Yeah. All the shoppers were wearing novelty t shirts and they were laughing. That's right. Look at that one. She's with stupid. <laughs> Security guards tell because they wanted to know where they got those awesome hats from. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then, just, and then when they went to the the record store, and asked for Mojo Nixon, and they said they didn't have Mojo Nixon, their store could use some fixing. You know what they did? Mm-hmm. They renovated the store for them. They helped yeah, fix it. it up. They helped fix it. <laughs> That's great. And got them some Mojo <laughs> Nixon records. I love these guys. They really. These are. This is a story about a couple of helpers. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, you, you you just they're just like you know hammering away fix up that store and it's just like philly a city on the move um <laughs> here in the 1980s yeah. uh well, all right any other world. but back to this world there are a bunch of dirty snot those little pugs got them um banana right. swirl only a punk <laughs> fudge banana swirl by the way and this is again this is a this is a personal Thing I do not speak for the rest of the podcast when I say this. Blech. Yuck. It sounds so gross. Fudge Banana Swirl sounds delicious. I was going to say it sounds delicious. I don't. Yeah, I was going to say it sounds pretty great. It sounds yummy. No, I, I, I said I was speaking for myself. Yeah. And but now we're speaking I, back at you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like fudge, and even though I like bananas, I don't like things that are flavored banana. Uh, but I, I do think, I do, I do think that it's. It's very much a jewel with the pancakes situation. I think like you have a spoonful of that and you're like, okay, that was good. I'm right, done. Right, right. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, right, anything else on this song? No, I just love this song. And ever since I've been working on it, it's stuck in my head 24-7. Good. <laughs> Between this, Stuart, Bitch and Camaro. I mean, the, the whole, that whole album is stuck in my head, but their greatest yeah. hits is like, forget it. Yeah, this it's, is a really good song. Yeah. It's fun. It's, it's a fun song. It's in my head rotation, this song. But yeah, it's real fun. Bang! He was decapitated. <laughs> um, okay. Why did they become so... Burwell anyway? <laughs> all right, forget it. We can do this all night. They found his head at the Snow's Cone concession. Three days later. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, it's great. It's great stuff. Okay, let's do expanded universe. Expanded universe. I feel like we've had other songs in Philly, right? Have we had a Philly specific song? I mean, we have we done Motown Philly yet? No. No. I feel like we've talked about Philly before, but I can't remember why. I don't think so. I will say this is probably happening at the same time as uh, scenes from an Italian restaurant, just because it oh. it takes place in a in a <laughs> time and place where people are just making very specific references to uh, uh, where they're from. Do you think yeah. that Philly Pizza Company is uh? The, the Italian restaurant that they're at and every oh, table just is having such a scene. Like this is <laughs> definitely a scene at an Italian restaurant. Somebody jumps yeah. up on a table. 
Oh, uh, yeah. Forget about Brenda and Eddie. What's going on with those two? They <laughs> 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 just jumped up on the table. And I mean, um, if she's a if she's a punk rock girl, maybe he's a skater boy. Oh, oh. and that one, a skater boy is down here on the punk level. Yeah, you know they're down yeah. a couple of rungs, so that could be. Yeah, he said, "See you later, boy." No, she said, "See you later." I forget that song. He was a skater boy. No, yeah, okay, but so that's his. That's not so. Wait, hold on. Is that Avril? <laughs> is that Avril Lavigne? Yeah. So in that song, Avril Lavigne was the punk girl, right? Because he had like another girl who wasn't punk enough. He had another girl, but she's more. And she she yeah. said, but she but the the non punk girl said, "See you later, boy." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't good enough for her. That's right. That's right. And then and then Avril swooped in. There you go. And and got it. So he's still a skater. I think boy. that's. I think that's what happened. Yep. I think that's what happened. Um, so, well, the only thing I was going to say was, um, this is maybe isn't so much a connection, but just that, uh, you know, I assume the next song that played was probably Sloop John B. It was probably like a Beach Boys. <laughs> yeah, but yep. sung by just, the mamas and just... papas. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> yeah, it was absolutely. weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's the, yeah, that jukebox is from an alternate universe That's where right. every song is, is flipped, right. uh, to a different artist. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, what else? I mean, the only other thing I can think is he keeps saying mini Pearl, but I think he means Pearl. He's just getting them mixed oh. up. He's just getting them mixed up. He was like, I want to dress like mini Pearl. You know, she right. sings for the lost and lonely. And yeah. the punk rock girl goes, <laughs> you know what I'm talking that's about. not mini Pearl. That's just Pearl. She's yeah. a singer. I listen to Pearl song all the time because... They only made like 30 of those records, and so it's super obscure. Yeah. So, that's right. And that's super punk rock that's to be into something rock, that's man. like super, it's, super obscure. It's real obscure. I listen to it totally ironically. I don't sit there and cry my eyes out every time she sings. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you think the dad is the guy from Take a Letter Maria? Because he seemed like a high power. Oh, maybe. Of some time. Could be. Of some is this the, maybe this so. is the daughter that he had with Maria after his oh. wife left him. Oh. I mean, the timeline would kind of work out, yeah. right? That if if they had a kid pretty quick, she'd be a teenager by that point. Sure. By yeah. 1988. So yeah, okay. That works. I'm gonna say that's definitely it. Oh yeah. I've already decided. Oh yeah. That that is it. Um, do you think her parents live next door to Angie Baby's parents because uh, they see like punk rock girl, and then they turn to Angie and they're like, "We were hoping you would turn out cool." Oh, that's right. Like punk rock yes, girl. Yes. That's right. That's right. That's right. Look at her. Be more like her. You're not cool. I'm sorry. Your hair is not spiked at all. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. They Those two got to switch. Yeah. Can they just legally switch kids? Because that's right. Angie Baby's parents were upset that she wasn't cool. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they were <laughs> the punk switched. punk rock girl. Yeah. Maybe they oh man, they were switched at birth. They were switched at birth. That's what happened. <laughs> Angie Baby and Punk Rock Girl were switched to birth. You're so oh, square. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> man. All right, just try. Uh, do me a favor, Angie. Just put one safety pin through your nose. That's all I ask. Right. <laughs> Is that so much for a mother to ask? Angie, I'm gonna ask you just just one just just for your dad. Just do me one favor. Just steal one car. Just, just one, one car. That's all you got to steal. Come on. Your father. 
Oh, every car that we have was legally obtained, <laughs> Angie. You're killing us. Good gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, anything else? Nope. No. Leave it All on right, Angie. Let's, just say it's, let's also just say it's connected to, I don't know, garden party. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's take a I quick mean, break. She's an American punk rock girl. <laughs> I, don't know, I'm just, I just randomly picked this. Oh, that's true. Uh, all right. Let's take a quick break and we come back. We'll talk about the history of this song with Storyline the Story. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, guys, there's no question that the last few years have been a bit rough. Maybe you're feeling scared or anxious or confused and you just need someone to talk to. Heck, it would be weirder if you didn't. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, or you're not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't even have to see anyone if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really all about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And as a special offer to StorySong Podcast listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash storysong, all one word. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com, slash, story song. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's time for story behind the story. How did this story come to be? But before we do that, Ooh. we have another five-star review Yay. Yay. from Apple Podcasts. 
And this is it. It is from DJ <laughs> Wheeler. I thought, I thought you meant like, this that's is it. it. Like, no that's more. It. No, no more, more reviews. Guys. We're that's shutting it down. It. We've done too many. Shutting down the reviews. <laughs> no, we would never do that. Stop. Reviews are our favorite things. The, the five-star ones. The, the, those are the ones we like. Yeah. Um. So this is a five-star review from DJ Whalen, mm-hmm. and it's called The Beautiful Mount Airy Lodge. Aw. And it says, this is a story about how I fell in love with a podcast. <laughs> that's us. Aww. You guys, that's, that's us. us. Well, just double check. Is it is it actually us or is he did he is he talking about another podcast in, in our review? <laughs> Hold on. That would be weird. <laughs> Read ahead. Read ahead, Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a story about how I fell in love with a podcast that is not this podcast. Mm. Mm-hmm. But um that other one's better. <laughs> yeah. That'd be real unfortunate for us. I'm a bit this is mostly about hardcore history. I'm not <laughs> oh um, man, I knew it. Those <laughs> no. guys are great. This is a story about how I fell in love with a podcast. It was a dark and stormy night when on a whim, I played Dean Friedman's Ariel, which I had not heard in eons. That led me to a weekend of immersing myself in Friedman. Oh, man. Now that is a weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Just you, your headphones, and some Friedman? Ah. Uh, Ah, he's in a Friedman hole. Okay. Um, (laughs) Who hasn't done that? No, everybody. Who among us? Everybody has a lost Friedman. Nice, uh, nice three-day Friedman weekend. Yep. <laughs> um, That's what I call that Memorial led... Day, actually. Yep. <laughs> I mean, he is not just, it's not a Memorial Day. It's just that it's a three-day weekend. So all <laughs> yeah, I yeah. do is listen to uh, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Keep digging that hole. Um, <laughs> that led him to follow me on Twitter. True story. It says in, oh. uh, not, qu- That's cool. not quotation marks. Um and somewhere in there, I stumbled across the story song podcast. I was not looking for three new best friends, but I found them in Dan, Rachel, and Michael. Aww. Assuming those are their, their real names. Here's nope. the thing, DJ Whalen. They are our real names, but guess what? Everyone has different. We switched. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So We all have our. They're, 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 there's a Michael, there's a Rachel, and there's a Dan. <laughs> Right. But try and guess who's who. I think you'll be pleasantly yeah. surprised. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are those are real names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. sure. If anybody asks, that's our real names. And don't these you forget guys, it. <laughs> these guys know their music. They know their history. They know their way around pop culture. I would be completing their sentences for them if they were not already doing it for me. Mm-hmm. I feel like we grew up together or at least have the same babysitter. I have not laughed so hard in a long time, and I cannot get enough. I went back to the beginning of the reboot in 2019, and I am binging my way to the present. Bonus points for a kick-ass theme song. Hey! Jason, wherever you are. Uh, I actually just texted with you recently, so I know where you are. Um, <laughs> but if you're listening to this, on good this job on the theme song. Yeah. And double dog bonus points for what might be the only mention of Mount Airy Lodge in a podcast. <laughs> If you don't count the other times that we've mentioned it. Yes. This exact podcast. Or the Mount um, Airy Lodge podcast that is. Uh, <laughs> no, don't even joke like that. Recorded. Could you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine if there was a Mount Airy Lodge podcast? I'd listen. Uh, I'd listen. That's what I'd be doing on my Freeman weekend. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you that. Binging that. The name of that podcast is Your Love of Everything. Uh, uh, and yes. that is a joke so. for the Northeast United States. You're welcome. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh South of Connecticut, but north of West Virginia. <laughs> Lake Virginia, yeah. Um, no. 
Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. This is the Action Park of Music Podcast. Look them up in the yellow pages under story. It's five stars. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. What a great review. Um, Best friends. All right. Now it is time for my story behind the story, but mm-hmm. I do have an announcement to make. Oh, Lord. Before we do that. And that is this. I am going, as I am wont to do, <laughs> I am going to break the fourth wall. <laughs> and, and let me because, tell you, we love it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't be confined by normal <laughs> podcasting rules, you guys. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm a visionary. So I'm gonna break the fourth wall. I'm gonna pull back the curtain a little bit and just say, Dan is like the cats of podcasters. Had... He's not gonna stay on the stage. <laughs> He's gonna thing. jump out into the audience and dance. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. At least I think um, that's what happened. I've never seen cats. I don't know. Uh, does that, have, well, that would be awesome if in the movie, like everywhere <laughs> it played, yeah, they had like three ushers had to get dressed up in cat <laughs> costumes and come out into the audience. Um, just gyrate so anyway. in front of people. <laughs> These poor kids getting paid seven bucks an hour as to come out and do a whole cat routine. Uh, um, anyway, what was I saying? Oh yeah, breaking the fourth wall because we. It, we recorded the first part of this episode, and then we had a little bit of vacations that we were we were taking. And so in order to get this done on time, we recorded the first part of the episode, and then we did some stuff, and then we came back. So it's been a little while since we recorded the first part. Thanks. Here's why I'm telling you that. Thanks. Here's why I'm telling you that. Here's why it's I'm not telling true. you that. Uh, all of it is seamless. <laughs> it's recorded every day. We do every time you listen. Yeah, this is, this is a live show. Thing. It's a live this is, show. This is live. Here's why I'm telling we're you. And for you. When you hit pause- we get to take a break. That's right. It's up to in you. Between, in between the first segment, which you just heard like 30 seconds ago, uh, and now, uh, I went on a family vacation <laughs> to Kentucky and Tennessee. While we were in Tennessee, we went to Nashville, and we did a backstage tour of the Grand Old Opry. Why am I telling you this? Because the serious half of the tour <laughs> was talking about Mini Pearl. Um <laughs> I couldn't believe it. As you know, she's called the gr- the grandmother of the Grand Old yes. Opry. Okay, they have a giant mural of her up on the wall. Yeah. Okay. Um. And so, and and there was a lot of talk about Minnie Pearl. I know why she has the the price tag on her hat. I know. I know it all. I know it all now. Okay. So I want to tell you that because in the first part of this, I was like, I don't know anything about Minnie Pearl. I haven't even, I haven't even heard of her. Um, and then in this, if she happens to come up in the second part, I'm suddenly going to know a whole bunch and I'll probably be answering questions yeah. about her. Yeah. So just- The so next to, part of the show is Dan's Q&A about Minnie Pearl. To, to just to not avoid any confusion, but the audience is like, why did this dude pretend to not know anything about Minnie Pearl <laughs> yeah. in the beginning and now is an expert on Minnie Pearl? Well- this I have I have had a new experience. Yes, my my brain and my soul have been opened mm-hmm. to to the fabulousness of Minnie Pearl. I know a lot about her now, not a lot, okay. but I do know some <laughs> stuff about her, much more than I did before, okay. more um, than zero. So, so again, just to avoid any confusion, that's why I suddenly know a lot about Minnie. Dan, Pearl. you don't have to lie. The truth is mm-hmm. that we stopped that first segment, and I said, Dan. We're not starting the second segment <laughs> un- until you really come to terms with the fact that you do not know anything about Minnie Pearl. Fix it. You guys, it. You have to, you guys have to understand. 
Can I just say, I, we have to understand. I said, okay, and we'll, we'll be right back after this. And we ended that. And Rachel went, you embarrassed me today. <laughs> <laughs> By not uh, knowing about Minnie Pearl. I cannot believe that. And then instead of opening up a book, Dan decided to travel to Nashville. Um, <laughs> and left us sitting here waiting for him to get back. That's right. Yeah. We've been in these seats since uh, since that moment. I, you guys know I will... I only learn things on backstage tours. That's, that's right. the only yeah, way yeah. I will learn Stop. anything. Yeah, high school took forever <laughs> <laughs> and cost a fortune. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. And they were like, "All right, all right, we're doing World War II. I was like, "Ugh, I got to fly to Germany." Now. <laughs> God. For yeah. those backstage tours of <laughs> Germany. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh man, Dan knows two things. One, yeah. yeah. Everything about Minnie Pearl. Two, mm -hmm. how long it takes the Phantom to get his makeup put on. That's yes. right. That's right. That's true. Yeah. That's, that's true. true. I just, oh. I think he shouldn't have said anything and it would have been like, oh my God, all of a sudden, act one, <laughs> Dan knows nothing about Minnie Pearl. Act two, Dan knows everything about Minnie Pearl and everyone's just like, I don't know what happened. I, the I, funny part is, I don't know. Real faster in that commercial. The funniest part is, I don't know if Minnie Pearl's going to come up during this because I haven't, I haven't read Rachel's well, now she is. Uh, well, research. She, yeah, she is now, but it's all on you, so, Dan. So, uh, Rachel, yeah. with that in mind, why don't you tell us the story behind this story song? Well, Punk Rock Girl, recorded by the Dead Milkmen, was released mm -hmm. in 1988. Uh, it was their biggest. It was their biggest hit. Uh, they. It was off of their also their biggest record called Beezle Bubba. Um, I think. I think. I believe it's Beelzebubba. Beelzebub. Beezle. Beelzeb be, be, like Beelzebub, but Beelzebubba. Yeah, right. Thank you. Thank you. I, I need you to not mansplain dead milkman to me. Keep going. <laughs> Don't uh, milkmansplain, yeah. Dan. Keep, keep yeah. talking. I'll be right back. I'm serious. Keep going. Okay. Um, the uh, So it did okay on the charts. It actually did chart um, on the modern rock charts. It hit number 11. It lasted ten weeks on those on that chart, and it hit number eighty-five for the year for the modern rock charts. I was gonna say, so I grabbed it off the shelf. I have it on vinyl here. Beelzebubba. Beelzebubba. I just can't say Beelzebub. By the, by the, so, by the dead milkman. Here you go. I want Beelzebubba. you guys to be more impressed by the fact that I have this on vinyl. I think it's great. That's, you have it on vinyl. Cool. It's a great album. You that's should cool. have it on that's vinyl. All. Everybody should have okay. it on vinyl. So, <laughs> so the Dead Milkman guitarist and songwriter and singer um, Joe Gennaro, aka Joe mm -hmm. Jack Talcum, said the song idea came when he had graduated from Temple University and was working in their library, hanging out with people in other bands. And someone was talking about a punk rock nursery song they wanted to write. So he stole that idea and said, <laughs> "I thought a nice little punk rock love song would be cool." Uh, and from the perspective of a guy who wasn't a punk rocker, he's attracted uh, to a punk rock girl. So going okay. back to what we were talking about, whether was he punk, was he not punk? The idea is he was not punk, but mm. he was in love with a punk rock girl. Now, uh, uh, but I will say, I will say this. Everything, uh, the Dead Milkmen are awesome. Yeah. Everything they say, I feel like has to be taken with a grain of salt. <laughs> sure. Their entire bio on their website about the band i was gonna use but it is full of false <laughs> falsities <laughs> purposefully and there is like yeah. you know there is some stuff in there obviously that is true but their bio that's they're very tongue-in-cheek they're very much 
always switching things up. Um, yes. So, but I do, I do, I do believe that this is probably the origin of the song, punk rock. I will rock. say, um, like one thing is, I think clearly the idea of a guy who's too much of a wussy to actually be a punk rocker, mm-hmm. but is uh, attracted to punk rock girls. Sure. Um, obviously stolen from my life. Yes. Uh, yeah. In high school, so I think that is yes. one thing that that is you know I'm still waiting for the check. <laughs> on the sure. life rights to that sure because that is yeah that's definitely me of the the guy who was super attracted to the girls he was far too afraid to ever talk to um it's definitely yeah. yeah it's definitely like uh, it is definitely a tale as old as time this person mm. from this one like group like social group who's attracted and like falls for somebody in another social group whether whatever sure. group that may be but it does lay it does sort of lay to rest our ideas of how punk is he? The answer is not. The answer is not. Punk. <laughs> but isn't but isn't that the most punk of all? If you think about isn't it, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> mm. Isn't it? The rules of punk are very difficult. They really yeah, are. No. There's a whole. There's there's many handbooks. The song <laughs> <laughs> the song was originally performed with Gennaro's side project called Ornamental Wigwam, but someone at a show said that it would make a pretty good Dead Milkman song, and so it became a Dead Milkman song. All right. The song is full of pop culture and local Philly references. The band is was formed in Philadelphia. They're all proudly from Philadelphia. I don't know if they're all from Philadelphia, but they're a proud Philadelphia f- band. Mm-hmm. Um, Zipperhead was a store that was popular with punk rockers. And the name, I think, Dan, you made a joke about this. The name is a play off of the title of the David Lynch film Eraserhead. There you go. Zipperhead Eraserhead. Get it? Which, yep. P.S., I've never seen. I can't believe I've never seen Eraserhead. I've seen it. Okay. It's interesting. I'd imagine. <laughs> Let's say that. David, Let's say that. A, I mean, you could stop at David Lynch film and be like, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Early David Lynch. Yes. Um, the Philadelphia Pizza Company, which does not sell hot tea, was an actual pizza restaurant which was, that was opened in the 1980s. Mm. Maybe they do sell hot tea. I don't know. I'm just assuming they didn't sell hot tea. I didn't look at their online website. I mean, would they lie to us? Come on. I don't think they would. Yeah. Um, Mojo Nixon is uh, an actual psychobilly performer that was popular at the time of the uh, mm-hmm. of the song's release. And he's still he's still popular in my heart. There you go. Number one in our hearts. Number one. Mm-hmm. Not in the charts, though. Uh, no. <laughs> so we 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 touched upon this. We spoke about this in the first uh part of the of the show but many people believe that the california dream and beach boys lines are a mistake or are sort of uh thumbing their nose to stadium rock since right, obviously a it's a joke so yeah. since it's obviously sung by the mamas and the papas but like i think we said again it's been a couple of weeks who knows um the, yeah i'm gonna be pleasantly surprised as well uh but no the in 86 the year punk rock girl was written the beach boys did have a cover of the song out and it was most likely the version on the radio on the jukebox at the time of the story of punk rock girl mm. so there you go uh, I, I mean i could go off on a whole rant here just that knowledge i mean that just seems like and i i you know I, I know the the Beach Boys obviously far more accomplished than I am and will ever be. Mm-hmm. Um, th- it's, it feels a little like, come on, guys, really in eighty <laughs> in eighty six, you're gonna yeah. do this, you're gonna do a cover of 
California Dream. Is it is it just because they were like, look, most people think we sang this song, so we might as well just sing it and get the money for it. You know what I mean? No, I assume like, that Mike Love said it has California right. in its name. <laughs> I'm owning I'm this. <laughs> this is the one California song we haven't done. That's yeah. true. Got to yeah. do it. I guess that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that that so. oh, that song from the OC came out years later, and Mike Love is like, <laughs> I'm writing that. I'm 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 doing that song. Mike, he's like, I uh, we copyrighted the state of California. <laughs> and like, I don't think that's possible. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, that's why. And they also, yeah. the beach and water and the sun, right? And yes. sand. Yes, exactly. Sorry, and surfing. It's all yep. ours. And surfing. And boys. Yep. I copyrighted boys. Um, and being blonde and, and wearing short sleeve <laughs> button up shirts with convertibles, stripes. all cars, all cars. That's ours. <laughs> yeah. And you know, being young and having a good time. Yeah. Don't mess with us. We're the beach boys. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> the song was recorded in Austin, Texas, and it was produced by Brian BT, who produced their previous album, Bucky Fellini. So, and that's most about, the, about punk rock girl it is obviously their most famous song uh it is when they went on they went on mtv a couple of times they they played it uh a bunch when they were on mtv it became huge around uh it, it became huge around M- like on mtv it became even bigger and had a resurgence because it was featured the video was featured on an episode of beavis and butthead Oh, nice! And so I think people re, like, uh, rediscovered them, and discovered that song through that Beavis and Butthead episode. I mean, I remember that like just the first time I heard it, mm-hmm. I was just locked in. Like, it's super catchy. Yeah, it's it's it. It also it rides that line. Speaking of not being truly punk rock, it yeah. rides that line where you're like, oh, it's punk, but it's not. Yeah. You know, it's it's still catchy enough. Like it's not it's not full punk. Well, you know what I mean? And and you're like, oh, it's a sweet story. It's actually like kind of a nice, sure. sweet story. You know what I mean? Like they genuinely seem like they're in love, which most punk rock songs about love are about like horrible breakups and right. You know, mur- murder suicides and stuff. So this sure. is just kind of a nice a nice sweet story. Right. All they it's do is lovely. steal a car. That's All it. they do is steal a car. And, and they freaked out a dad. Way. Who hasn't freaked Who? out a dad? Come on. Come on. Come on. And, and the Beach Boys were like, uh, uh, they stole a car. That's ours. We have, we have cars. <laughs> we have cars. <laughs> uh, is that car convertible? Uh, in, in, uh, what's that talk about her dad? Her, don't let her dad find out or whatever. That's, she kind of steals a car, right? In that one? Which one? So, so takes the T Bird away. That's the one. I oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, fun, she kind of steals that car, right? That's that's so us. Daddy that's takes us, right? Yeah, that's it. We got this. We got this. <laughs> got we, yeah, Beach Boys own that too. They yeah. own that too. Um, so they yeah, own this, fun. <laughs> this was without a doubt their their most popular song, and I think this song was a lot of people's introduction to the Dead Milkmen. Mm-hmm. I know it was for me. I think I saw that Beavis and Butthead heard this song and thought, I love this band. Yeah. And then I went and I got their best of album. Um, the Dead Milkmen were founded in 1983 in Philadelphia and included the vocalist and keyboardist Rodney Linderman, also known as Rodney Anonymous, guitarist and vocalist Joe Gennaro, uh, Gennaro also known as Joe Jack Telcom, bassist Dave Schultes, a.k.a. Dave Blood, and drummer Dean Sabatino, a.k.a. Dean Clean. Nice. Um, now, there was, I read somewhere a story 
that they said how they came up with the name was that they would uh like somebody they went to high school with had this game where they had to make something up and they made up this name for the game about the dead milkman pictionary yep pictionary the game was pictionary and it was just a dead milkman and they got it real (laughs) quick and they were like that's the name that's not the name that's not how the name came to be it pretty much everybody believes that the the name came from a character in tony morrison's 1977 novel song of solomon the character's name was macon milkman dead so interesting i mean come come on right um well, I'm a, I always just assumed it was a like a silly version of the Dead Kennedys that it was like yeah they were a silly punk rock band. So I just always assumed that 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 was what it was. But but if that was the case, they'd be like the Dead Woodrow Wilsons or something, or like I guess the Dead so. Tafts. Yeah. Should we start a band called the Dead Tafts? <laughs> That's, uh, dead oh Tafts. Gosh. I love it. Dead Tafts. Tough to say. Fun to say. Um, the- <laughs> I mean, presumably, presumably, all of the Tafts are ha- have passed away at this point. I would, I would take a safe bet. Uh, yes, but I don't know for sure. Um, yeah. So Gennaro started. So, I'm Grandma Taft. I'm 173 years old. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, you can't. And we're like, oh, we can't name her band that. We're not She's all so dead. Uh, Gennaro started the band um, earlier as a home recording project in high school, but when he began attending Temple University, he met Schulthies and Sabatino, and then with mm-hmm. um, when Linderman came on, the band took shape, and they had their first public performance, and that's when they became the Dead Milkmen. The, nice. Their debut album was Big Lizard in My Backyard in 1985, which received college airplay and included one of their iconic songs. Do you want to guess what it is? Probably their most iconic song. Well, I mean, besides from this one. Besides this one, it is. Well, it's Bitchin' Camaro. Bitchin' um, Camaro. Which is. Has a great intro. That's a great A spoken word intro (laughs) uh, of dialogue that is, makes it great for live performance because it's improvised. So they explain that they drove the Camaro up from the Bahama Islands. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. You're kidding. It must be the Bahamas or Islands. Okay, the important thing here is that... And then it just breaks into an awesome, fast yeah. punk song that just kills it. I, I, it's, so, it's just such a good song. It's such a good song. Virgin Camaro, Virgin Camaro, I ran over my neighbors. Virgin Camaro, Virgin Camaro, now I'm in all the papers. My folks bought me a Virgin Camaro with no instructions match. So if I happen to run you down, please don't leave a scratch. Um, so they recorded a, a, um, three more albums, and then on their fourth album, that was their biggest and most critically acclaimed album, 1988's Beelzebubba, which I can't say apparently, uh, which hit 100. You got it. I did it this time, right? Which you hit 101 on Billboard's Top 200. So it hit the, yeah. uh, the album hit 101, the, and the song hit, uh, number 11, uh, on the, um, on the modern rock charts. So, nice. come on. That's pretty good. It's very good. Yeah. Uh I'm sure I got a I'm sure I got a lot of college radio play. Yes. College, yeah. college radio was was huge was, in this era. Oh yeah, and college radio was seems all tailor made. Yeah. So. Um <clears throat> so after another album, 1990s Metaphysical Graffiti, 
the band left their record company Restless and joined the mm-hmm. Disney-owned Hollywood Records, mm-hmm. which, surprise, it yeah. didn't go well. The relationship was short-lived. <laughs> and okay. the two albums uh, released under the record label didn't perform very well. So mm. at that point, um, they kind of decided that they had sort of had it and they um, they decided to call it quits. Uh, it was kind of, it was for various reasons, um, including their frustration with the music business, but also um, Schulthies, the, the bass player, had tendonitis in his hands and so he was going to leave uh, anyway um, because he, you know, he, he just had difficulty performing. Um, it's interesting because I, I think that they're a, the type of band. This is not the end of their story, but they're this is, they're the type of band. They were never in it, obviously, for fame or fortune. They weren't sellouts. So I think I feel like what happened was once the music business sort of got too in the weeds and about other mm. things, I, that they were like, screw this. We, we don't want to. This is not for us. Like de- right. dealing with the dead milkmen as a commodity was not what they wanted. Um, I read some things about the fact that. Once, once I mean, years prior when Punk Rock Girl came out and it was a hit, they wanted to push them to do more things like that and more commercial right. things. And they, they were just like, that's not what we're into. We're not doing that. Yeah. So the band did break up in 94. Uh, in the next 13 years, they the band members performed in various other projects, solo and different bands. And Schulthies went back to college to study Serbian language, literature, and history. And he later moved to Serbia for a time to teach and write. Which That sounds like a lot of work oh, and is hard. So much work. <laughs> you, you know what? bass in a punk band, like that seems easier. You know what's probably easier? Doing Punk Rock Girl 2 and just, right. just selling out real hard. <laughs> right. I mean, guys, rethink this. Come on. Let me think this. So <laughs> you you can make Mickey Mouse happy. You can find you something can that's it. gonna that's gonna you sell. Can Come, do on. It. Come um, on. In two thousand and three, the van re- released a repackaged version of their ninety three album, Now We Are Ten, for their tenth anniversary, and titled mm. it Now We Are Twenty. Love it. So after that, Obviously, there it's been a little while. There was talk of a reunion. However, Schulthies died by suicide in 2004. Oh no! So they, know you know, so it, it was obviously talk of a of a reunion of the original lineup wasn't going to happen. But later that year, the re- remaining members reunited for a couple of shows as a tribute to Schulthies, um, and they uh, they actually donated money to Serbian uh, causes, and they brought in. Dan Stevens from the band The Low Budgets to play bass. Um, Dan, I think his his uh, like fake name is Dandrew, which I like. Um, okay. <laughs> and that was the end of the Dead Milkmen, or was it? Oh, yeah. oh. oh, twist! So the band <laughs> reunited in two thousand and eight with Dan Stevens to play a few concerts in Philly under a fake name, Les Enfants du Prague. And from there, they they liked it. And they played a festival in Austin, Texas, the Fun 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 Fest. 
and it solidified the fact that they wanted to continue as a group. And they continued on, they performed, they started releasing some special release singles and vinyls. They continued to perform. And then in uh, they released their first album in 16 years in 2011 with The King in Yellow, a digital download and self-published CD release. Mm. And they Do kept- the, uh, Did the Beach Boys have the rights to the Fun 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 Fest? <laughs> I think they, I think they ran it. I think they okay. ran it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the, it, this is my impression, of Mike Love, real quick. Okay, here yeah. we go. If anybody anywhere has fun, I get a nickel. <laughs> That's right. Okay. That's right. I get I get a piece of anyone having fun <laughs> anywhere at any time. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. <laughs> we own fun. Yes, we own fun. Yeah. So don't even try to have fun without. <laughs> saying copyright beach boys um so uh, then in uh in 2014 they released their 10th studio album pretty music for pretty people and f- since then they've started releasing singles with giving groove which is a philanthropic label that gives a portion of their proceeds to a charity of the band's choice love it that's and, cool yes that's great isn't it yes so in 2020, they started making a, a new album. And in the making of that new album, they started a YouTube show. I, I guess you'd call it a show called Big Questions with the Dead Milkmen, where they ask each other these sort of big questions. It's a lot of fun. I've, I've watched a, a couple of them. And they do one about their favorite and least favorite story songs. <laughs> you guys, I okay. was so excited. Like- Actual story songs or like episodes of this show? Oh, if it was episodes of this show, I would have passed out. <laughs> I would have passed out. Um, I would, hold on. Hold on. Guys, we've been having a lot of fun here today. Okay. Uh huh. And the Beach Boys get a nickel for that. I was going to say, well, that's true, which I will mail to Mike Love myself. Um, we own the concept of talking about story songs. Yeah. So that's there's going to be some, there's going to be some litigation. That's right. We've it's, we'll get the yeah. lawyers involved. We're going to keep it at arm's length. Yeah, it's but, fine. Yeah, we spoke to happening. we spoke to Mike Love about it, and he gave us a <laughs> lot of a lot of ideas. A yeah, lot of much ideas. of us were. Who are you? Shut up! <laughs> get out of my office. Ideas like that. How did you get in here? Yeah. Tell Stamus <laughs> to stop calling me. <laughs> He's like, you could own story songs, but as yeah. long as no one has fun. <laughs> Um, Do you record in a convertible? You're fine. Yeah. I want, I want a very serious, solemn discussion of story songs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the night the lights went out in Georgia is a very serious song. There's, yeah. So there. Um. You know, I I I read a, a couple of interviews, uh, more recent interviews with the band members, and they were talking about different things about their their punk mentality and so on and so forth, and they talked about this one. Uh, uh, Rodney Anonymous t- talked about this one um, time where there was a punk rock show they did where basically like the audience sort of tore apart the the venue and it was like crazy and they thought like the people that were there apparently said they aren't punk rockers they're hooligans and stuff and he has this quote <laughs> saying the best thing about it is that we're the dullest group of people 
He said, the only time we ever got close to a fight on that tour was when a small argument broke out after a show over some passages in Chaucer's Canterbury Tales. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And I was like, oh, this is everything I thought rock and roll would be. Guys sitting around reading books. And I love that, especially having to do with the fact that our idea of how punk rock is punk rock. Yeah. How punk rock is the idea that the biggest argument a punk rock group gets into is over Chaucer's Canterbury Tales. It's yeah, amazing. Sure. Um, so that just to me like sort of sums up who they are. They never wanted to sell out. They are who they are. They continued through. You listen to them now. They, they're just as fun and they're, they're just as cool as they were back then. They're still touring. As a matter of fact, when this show comes out, which would be in the next couple of weeks, they're going to be in New Jersey. They're going to be at, uh, they're going to have, they have two shows, one in Atlantic city at the anchor rock club on May 13th, 2022. And one <laughs> May 14th at white Eagle hall in Jersey city. Uh, uh-huh. and, uh, are you, are, did you become their PR person in the meantime? And no, I feel if, like she owns those clubs. And if you, <laughs> you want to see them, we've got, I mean, they've got some great seats still left. Uh, we'll take the 15th caller. 15th <laughs> caller right now. No, it's because in researching this, first of all, I haven't, you know, it's not like I gave, like, have given a lot of thought throughout the years of Dinner Milkmen about, like, where are they now? But I've listened to their music. Um, and And it's not like in recent years they've put out, like, a great deal of, new music but there's new albums mm. out there um but there are smaller smaller labels but what i'm what i'm saying is be through which happens a lot of times with us is through doing this research i have had a it's rekindled my yeah. sort of affection and my you know respect isn't the right word because i always respected the band but my my uh enjoyment of this band and part of me is like I, I really want to go see them at White Eagle Hall. So if anybody out there wants to go see them with at White Eagle Hall with me on May 14th, 2022, feel free to reach out to the web, to the web through the website and uh, I'll just meet up with some random stranger. What's DJ? <laughs> What's our new best friend doing? What's DJ yeah, wheeling yeah. up to? Yeah. Anyway, so that's that is a very small snippet of the Dead Milkmen and, and their it. biggest and if you punk happen rock to girl. Go see them in concert at one of Rachel's clubs. Check out the new appetizer menus. Uh, <laughs> she's real proud of them. <laughs> they're great. You guys check check the crab cake poppers because they're real yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, they're real good. They're 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 popping off. That's right. That's yeah. right. You know, you wanna you wanna go see a concert? Have a couple of mini quiches. Yeah. Sure. This is the place for you. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're just like, we took a bath during the pandemic, guys. I really need to to get this (laughs) going again. I need audiences back. I need butts and seats, people. (laughs) I need butts and seats. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there is a two-drink minimum. Yes. Just suck it up. Just suck it up. Just just pay. The service industry (laughs) has been hemorrhaging money for the past two years. Give us some help. Tip your weight staff for crying out loud. And not 15%. Not 15%. Do 20%. Who are you? Oh, why did I buy two clubs in late February 2020, guys? <laughs> I am up Man. to my eyeballs right now. Please. Why? <laughs> why? Oh. Anyway. In Bitcoin. I bought it in Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> 
Why there would I buy are. a club in February 2020 and name it Smooth Sailing? <laughs> <laughs> Our big thing is no masks required. I don't even know exactly. what that Why? meant back then. Why? <laughs> Why would uh, I put that as our big selling point? The only stipulation is we are legally not allowed to have hand sanitizer. <laughs> Why? Why? It doesn't make any sense. At the time, I was like, who cares? This doesn't mean anything. Yeah. But now. There are signs uh, in the bathroom that say employees must sing happy birthday once <laughs> while they wash their hands. Oh, my gosh. Who would have thought you'd have uh, to sing it twice? Uh, uh. Two, two cough minimum. <laughs> <laughs> So dumb. So dumb. Don't, don't worry. I said you'll always be able to get toilet paper. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> this has nothing to do with the dead milkman. It doesn't. But uh, but the fact Rachel, that it doesn't is super punk rock. Super punk rock. I, I think they true. enjoy it. Yeah. That's true. We're so punk rock that we completely veer off topic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Uh, well, Rachel, I said at the beginning I didn't know much about the dead milkman, and I'm very excited that I now know as much about the dead milkman as I do about mini pearl. So thank you for that. <laughs> no problem. Do you uh, want to throw in any mini pearl pearls? Thank wisdom? you for the backstage tour. No, no, no. I'm actually gonna hold up. We might we may talk more about it yeah, uh, I think so. in, a, in a different episode. So I'm gonna hold on to that. Okay. Uh, but thank you so much for that. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, uh, and when we come back, we'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with lessons learned. Do your hobbies include comic books, movies, television, and/or video games? Are you always behind with the latest news in the world of nerd? Well, look no further than the Oblivion Bar, a nerd culture podcast. Oh, great Scott! Hosted by Chris Hacker and Aaron Knowles, the Oblivion Bar offers a weekly review of all the latest breaking news, in-depth discussions far beyond whether Han shot first, and newsletter section, where you, the listener, send in your questions to be answered live on the show. New episodes every Monday, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. I'm just so, so freaking excited! You can also find us on Twitter, at Oblivion Bar Pod. Come join us at the Oblivion Bar Podcast. Hope to see you there. All right, we're back. It's time for Lessons Learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? Um, full disclosure, we did record this three years after the last <laughs> time. No, just, just kidding. We're actually taking us forever to get through this episode. Oh, man. Right, uh, this. Um... Let's start with Michael. Michael, what'd you learn from this song? Well, I learned uh, two things, actually. The first thing is not so much a lesson as it is an mm -hmm. observation, but we don't have an observation section of this show, so I'll do mm -hmm. it here. Um, it's a little expanded universe, but a, a little okay. bit not. We didn't ask um, for constructive criticism, <laughs> so um, if you could just... I understand you want an observation portion of the show, but there isn't one, so I don't need the tone. Is what I'm saying, Michael. <laughs> Michael, there's a reason why we have a suggestion box. So put and, your suggestion. Yeah, and it's opened on box. Thursdays, and you know this. So anyway. And uh, if you open it, you'll notice there are 500 slips of paper that say observation <laughs> section. So here we are. Um, Signed MG. <laughs> Who is so, MG? I my my lesson slash observation for the section of the show that we don't have is uh if you think back to our like second third i don't know what episode it was it was early on our harper valley pta episode mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. genie c riley had a real problem with the stray cats and i <laughs> feel like she wouldn't even know where to begin with this song no, no i know <laughs> oh man she would not she uh <laughs> 
They don't even, they wouldn't, she would not know where to begin with the dead milkman. Stray cats didn't steal a car. No. No. They didn't disrupt a pizza place. No, they just no. wore bouffant hairdos. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, JCR, yeah. they don't follow your rules. <laughs> I mean, I guess you're just, they seem a bit arrogant with their stray cat strut. I just can't, <laughs> I can't cotton I can't. to that sort no. of talk. No. No. Oh, man. You know what a stray cat strut? Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Th- thank you, Jeannie. Thank you. Thank we you. Ha- have it. a seat. Have a seat. <laughs> now, for my lesson, here's what I learned yes. from this episode. Mm. Um, I lo- and I, you know what? I'm going to preface this with I know very well that the two of you are way cooler than I am. Mm, but- that's true. That's right. That's right. Nobody contesting nope. that. Go on. No, no, no. no I'm not. <laughs> What I learned from this episode is that when the three of us discuss anything even a little bit related to um, punk rock, yeah, yep, we sound like a bunch of undercover narcs, like trying <laughs> uh-huh. to find out who spiked the punch at a sock hop. <laughs> it's yeah, very, that's right. it's very like. Hey there, Hepcats. I yep. also dig rock and roll yeah. music. Yep. Let's holly gully oh, yeah. and get high on some Zima. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody know where I can find some hot tea and <laughs> steal some cars? <laughs> Punk rock girl. Yeah. Let's listen uh, to the Beach Boys. I have to. Yeah, yeah. Everything you're saying is true. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. This all checks out. It rises. Like, there were stories back in like the early 2000s when they were like, the FBI was like going on like message boards to try to like, you know, get like homegrown terrorists, like ferret them out. And then like they would find out that like three FBI agents were all talking to each other, <laughs> pretending to be yes, like Al Qaeda right. or whatever. That's what this is. That's what's happening <laughs> sure, right now. Sure. We're, we're, we have our punk rock collective only to discover that all of us are narcs and none yeah. of us actually <laughs> are punk rock. Yeah. We are um, all just arresting each other and being like, somebody call <laughs> the commissioner. Just a daisy chain of us arresting each other. <laughs> oh my god! Does anybody For- know where I can score some beers? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, guys, I would. I was. I tonight. I just want to freak out a vice president. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> I would say my lesson, uh-huh. uh, not so much a lesson, but you know, a lesson again, once again, as usual, how, how I can get rich. Um, I'm starting a new. Tinder-like app mm-hmm. um, for squirrely introvert weirdos um, <laughs> that uh, this app will uh, simulate the experience of watching a girl from afar for 20 minutes mm-hmm. uh, in a record store until you make her so uncomfortable that her and her friends leave. It's called like, it's called like Hinder. Is it called like Hinder? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. As it's as in you are constantly hindering yes. your own love life. Yes. You are getting in your own <laughs> yes, way. Yes, that's right. By being a super weirdo. Uh, but yeah, but ma- mostly like so. Instead of like swiping right, you like you you turn the you swipe the phone to look at her, and then you go back and you just swipe through records right. for a while. <laughs> right. Sure. Until sure. you until you again swipe to the left and see if she's still there. And again, probably yeah. at that point, her and her friends have left, and then you know. You just sadly buy a Genesis album and leave. Um, <laughs> Rachel. Hey, uh-huh. Nothing sad about buying that Genesis album. <laughs> nope. Uh, Rachel, uh, what'd you learn? You know, here's what I learned. Always carry a tea bag 
in your pocket because yeah. not every place has hot tea, but they will have hot water. Yes. They're going to have hot water. They're going to have they one have of those to. little red like uh, <laughs> spigots on their yeah. uh, on their things that they give hot water. They might yeah. you might not be able to have lemon with it, but there's nothing more punk rock than carrying your own tea bag in your pocket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about this? What? Because even just to be on the safe side, what if everywhere you went, you carried a tea bag and a thermos of hot water? Hold up. And then you went, you went yeah. to restaurants and just said, "Actually, I'm fine. I'm just gonna have hot tea." That's and then right. you just pulled out a thermos and steeped your own tea, and then sat there and drank it, and bought nothing from the restaurant. You know what's? They would yeah. Love that. You know what's more punk rock? Also, those mm. little packets of uh, honey. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. your throat. Yeah. Just put those in mm-hmm. there. You know what? And you get a purse. And you like an old lady purse, though. And everywhere you go, just you just sweet and dump low packets. It. A bunch of sweet low packets, and you just dump everything on the table. Yeah, you know what that, the most punk that, rock would be? And that, my friends, is punk rock. The most punk rock would be you keep a uh, an extra tea bag in in one pocket, sure. and you just keep mm-hmm. boiling hot water in the other pocket. Yeah, <laughs> yes. super punk rock. Yeah, very punk rock. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Pocket full of water. The uh, <laughs> Mike is all story. Um, <laughs> hey guys, uh, this has been the Story Song Podcast. Thank you so Re- real much. Real quick, uh, pocket full yeah. of water. We're copywriting that as uh, as the name of an album. So the Beach Boys okay. do not yeah. go near that album. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Pocket full of water. Yeah, it's definitely a, like that's gonna be a last more. I, I got a pocket. Got a pocket full of water. Uh, I got a fucking pocket full of tea bags, though. Uh, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, as I said, this is the Story Song Podcast. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you can follow us on the socials like Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, uh, we would certainly love that. If you can leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts, just like DJ Whelan did, uh, we would certainly appreciate it. Come on back next episode. We talk about another great story song. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. We'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at story song podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story Song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to pantheonpodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's the story song. Uh, that could have been a fascinating topic of conversation, but you guys don't watch the so- show, so forget about it. That's right. Listen, take it to your other podcast, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 